Money on my phone, that mean I talk to the money. Money on my chain, that mean the money hang with me. Money on my hat, that mean money on my mind. Money on my Kool-Aid, that mean my money sweet. Oh yeah, G. What the, what is on your all uh, shades? Bro? Shades. I mean, I see the money. Boy, yeah, money change to me, G. Shit, sixty-five. You heard me? Huh, what's your money on your shoes? For? I mean, I walk to the money. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Money on my watch. Huh. I mean, time is money. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The People's Dynasty Podcast, a proud streaming partner of the Player Profiler YouTube Network. I am your host. My name is Memphis. You can follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And tonight we're going to be talking about some Dynasty rookie draft diamonds in the rough. We're going to go deep diving, but I'll, I'll tell you who's uh, who's a diamond automatically because he's been with me for so many years. That's my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, what's going on? Nothing, man. I'm like the first diamond that you give to your significant other, like where, where you're just getting into the relationship and you want to you want to give them something that shows that you mean something. And, you know, it, it's only going to get better from here on out. So I, I hope that one day you will get a bigger, juicier, flashier diamond and not so much the little starter one that you got with me, but I'm good. How the hell are you, bud? You know, it's, it's a lot of things like that. You know, I think, you know, I think back to this being mother's day, I think about my mom and you know, the, the rock that, that she was wearing wasn't the biggest or the, the flashiest, but that marriage lasted a long time. So it may not be the biggest diamond, but, but you are my diamond man. And if you happen to be streaming or you're watching this with your mom, which is rad, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Let's we go. are streaming live. It's it's Sunday night. It's 9 p.m. Mother's Day's not quite over. It's 6 p.m. on the West Coast. You got plenty of time. Pick up the phone. Give mom a call. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and all the dads doing uh, doing double duty. But Jerry, we're going to do double duty because we are on two YouTube channels now. Tonight we're going to talk about rookies that are depth chart happenings away from having real value this year now this is a companion piece on friday on our youtube channel the dynasty Warzone youtube channel i did a veterans version of this a lot of guys that you know that that are out there and you're like wait a second you mean this crazy guy went through every single hour lads depth chart in may to give us the best dynasty possible you know rookies and and veterans to where we can get cheap we can get cheap little nuggets of value yeah because jerry i mean at this point last week we were through 25 i've maybe got four or five left i'm gonna say personally i'm through 22 of my own how many are you through so trying to get like a count uh i think all of the sleeper ones i'm through i got a couple in my fantasy league because you know we talked about nate last week he likes to stagger them which it which is nice, you know, because I got a lot going on, so I, I still get them. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm probably through close to twenty ish. So for so this is what I've learned through forty combined drafts. You you know the last four, you know the the last fourth round, fifth round picks. That's where like if you hit just right, because what what would you say the odds of hitting on a fifth rounder are? Like maybe ten percent, fifteen percent if you get lucky. Yeah. So why are we? I mean, you're just you're just hoping for a little spike in value. 
So why aren't we taking high leverage swings? If it's if it's a low rate of return, we should be taking the biggest swings possible. And that's what Jerry and I have for you tonight. We have about 10 guys, 10, 12 yeah. different guys that, that we're going to dive into. But like I said, I've already mentioned our YouTube. I see how many people are watching on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the rookie content tonight. If you want the veteran version, head over to the Dynasty Warzone. You're already on YouTube. Just you know, pause this, jump over, subscribe, come right back. You'll, you'll barely miss anything. And appreciate uh, everybody who is streaming. So we've, we've covered that. We've covered the YouTube. Uh, maybe back again this week with a bonus show. It's been a lot of fun. That's usually on our YouTube, by the way. So uh, there we go, Jerry. All of the advertising, well, not kind of, you know, but hullabaloo is out of the way. The the shenanigans, the business. Yeah, you, we we got to do a little shameless promoting. We got to make sure you understand where the YouTube is. We got to understand where both YouTubes are actually. Spotify. We're now. If you search the Spotify megaphone channel of Player Profiler, you're not going to get just this podcast. You're going to get a ton of podcasts. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff over at Player Profiler's megaphone. So there you go. You know where to find us. But Jerry. You know, it was great last week to have a good person, bad tweets. Uh, people love it, by the way. I got two DMs, and you were in one of them. It was you, me, and someone whose uh, identity will be kept a secret. They loved our good people, bad tweets. Because snitches end up in ditches, so we're not going to do that. Sir, I may live in Indianapolis, Indiana, but sir, I am from Muncie, Indiana, and where I come from, snitches most certainly wind up in ditches. So we're going to jump right into it, though. It is, in fact... Good people, bad tweets. Now, Jerry has not seen this. Uh, I just put it up on the show sheet maybe 20 minutes before we actually hit the record button. But uh, this one, and, and this guy is, is a pretty good follow. He's uh, not just a football, but you know he has some interesting takes across the board. And his name is John Helmkamp, at John Helmkamp. And John tweeted out just the other day, a couple of days ago, uh, May 8th, to, as we as we record. I have taken Josh Downs at the 110 in two leagues. Now, I, 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 for one, can see the look on Jerry's face. Holy cow. 110, Jerry. So I, I saw the look on your face. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say, not only is he doing it at the 110, we're bragging about it. Listen, I mean, we have said since this sort of rookie draft came out that once you get into that range, you know, take your guy. So I'm not going to say it's egregious. It's just something personally I am not going to do. It, you're relying on Anthony Richardson and his second option, maybe, may, probably more. And that's just ignoring Jonathan Taylor. Littler guy. I don't know. I mean, listen, we, we've had we've had worse tweets and, uh, you know, I want I don't want to say my opinion is going to be correct. And if that's your dude and you trust it, by all means, I picked Hakeem Butler with the 110. I don't want to say this smells a lot like that, but it smells a lot like that. My, my thought was, is that are you not using ADP? We're going to hear from the Podfather a couple of times. We're going to do some commercials during this podcast. But do you not have the Dynasty Dominator? Do you not have the do you not Daily. have tool do you not have tools and resources available at your disposal that would let you know that if you want Josh Downs I am not questioning because we already said get your guy 
get your guy. Because after you get past, like in a one QB, it's even worse. But like in a super flex, that's what I've done mostly in the 40 some odd drafts we've done combined at this point. You know, where Josh Downs is going, which is the back end of the second round. You know, at 110 and a one QB is not as egregious to me, but trade yeah. back. If you get if, if Josh Downs is your guy and you can trade back to the 205 and pick up a 24 second, you're still going to get Josh Downs unless you live in Indianapolis. Is this an Indianapolis home league? I'd like to think I'd be in it if it was Indianapolis. It's not. I don't think. I think if I remember correctly, John lives in 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 Chicago. And I, I again, I'm just not telling you to not get your guy. I'm just telling you. If it does seem like it's pissing value a little bit. If your guy goes against the consensus ADP of a player's ADP, you don't want to reach that far. I mean, why do we kill your Lions? Jerry, for those of you watching or listening, Jerry's a Lions fan. Why do we kill the, the Lions? Because we felt like they reached for Jameer Gibbs. We felt like they reached for Jack Campbell. They could have gotten those guys potentially a half a round later and maybe traded back again. But, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, get your guy. I just felt like, man, it's like, why would you why, why would you brag about that? <laughs> it's Josh? spicy. I'm, I mean, it's listen, I mean, you're planting a flag and it's either it's either going to work out tremendously or just absolutely blow up in your face. Like, this is one, this right. is one of the this is one of those situations. Warzone listeners will know that we do a lot of poker analogies because we have played a lot of poker in our lives. But for the new player profiler listeners i'm going to talk about poker for a second it's like when you're bluffing on the river and you lay a huge bluff on the river you either have a monster hand or you have absolute dog crap if you're going to jam like that and it puts the opponent in a difficult situation where it's a very polarizing bet that's what this is either it's going to work out tremendously and you're going to profit immensely or it's going to blow up in your face and and as a he he is he is planting his flag for sure and as a colts fan i want him to be right I just don't think that, that that's a, I mean, we, we've talked at length this off season about, you know, the, the Colts and they still got Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce wasn't bad. I hear a lot of, you know, good best yeah. ballers, the pod father and Theo and Billy Muzio and these guys, they talk about, you know, Alec Pierce is, is a nice flyer. It's just, it's, it's, if he was on, if Josh Downs was in the same spot as Quentin Johnson and Quentin Johnston and, Josh Downs took a flyer. It feels like a low volume offense. It feels like he's like the fourth, maybe the fifth option. And I don't see it getting much better because of where the Colts took, you know, Michael Pittman, Jelani Woods, Alec Pierce. And then you you think about the low volumeness of this offense. That's, that's just a, that's just a wild one to me, Jerry. So that was good people, bad tweets. But before we jump into some of these rookies, did, did you see my boy over the weekend? Did you see him? Which boy? Will Levis? Oh, Billy Jeans. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't give did, him some did, fucking did, underwear throws, man. Did, did, the, hi- did, the hype will go off the fucking rails. Underwear throws? I, I'm just saying. It, it's I a mean, practice. He was, hey, bro, he's, sir, I know he's padded up. But sir, there, there, there was a defensive back. We talking about practice. Uh, I don't have the Allen Iverson drop. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a good friend of the show, loyal friend. Uh, of the show, Mike is in the chat, and and he's wanting one from the soundboard. So this one's for Mike. The Crip Mac on hood. 
on hood, Mike. Yeah, but it was still a beautiful throw. It was almost like a no-look, but, dude, it wasn't just a no-look. It was a no-look with a guy draped over the white cherry. And 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 then it was actually, good. It, listen, it's good, but I I've learned better. So, so I don't think it's going to. And I, I even tweeted, it's fluff, but sometimes fluff is delicious. You ever eat fluff like that marshmallow fluff when you're a little uh, kid? Oh yeah, for sure. And it is good. No, no, long, my mom. Long, so, long go ahead. What? What? No, I'm just saying it depends what people add into it. Some some people add some weird fruits into it. You can't mess with that, but. I, I listen when I was a kid, you know, it, my mom would take the peanut butter fluff. It's Mother's Day, so why not share a story about mom? Take the peanut butter, take the take the fluff, and she mix it with with peanut butter, and she would mix it up really good, and it would it would be a fluff and nutter sandwich, and it was delicious. But all my friends would look at me and be like, <laughs> "It's funny because he's fat." So so sometimes you have too much fluff and it makes you fat. But I thought Will Levis looked good. And if, if his ego gets checked and, and he has a good, a good camp, I've already heard rumors. So I spent a Friday ago doing a show with Adam Slezlowski from the Sonic Truth. And, and he thinks there's more of a, of a 10 to, to 15% chance that Ryan Tannehill could be traded or let go as soon as to start the season. And as a Will even Levis, if, fan, even if he is, how much confidence is there that he's going to remain the starter for very long? Will Levis? I, it, it, no, 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 no. Oh, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. I think Tannehill's done unless they get off to like That's a super I mean. hot start. I think. I think by week eight, I don't have their schedule pulled up in front of me, but I think by like week seven, eight, at that point, if Tennessee's like three and four, two and five, and maybe they're two games behind Jacksonville, they just might be like, screw it. I'm going yeah. 100% with Will Levis. We're going to see what we got, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not ready to, to to have a ticker tape parade down Main Street because you're getting he, there though. That Kool Aid is, is I, I, coming. That that Kool Aid's delicious. But I did want to ask you because I've not seen anything of the other quarterbacks. I've seen a little of Anthony Richardson. It's fine. But did you see Bryce Young? Did you see the tweet of Bryce Young behind looking behind super the, little? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, listen, it's the angle did not do bro any favors for sure, but I mean, he's not big. I mean, he's my size, which he's, he's in a little bit better shape. I don't want to, I don't want to get too crazy, you know, a little bit better of an athlete than yours truly, but 5'10 is not a huge human and I don't stand next to NFL players all the time. So it, it definitely did him no favors. So we'll see. I mean, he's he's been playing this game at that height, and he got himself in this position at that height for a reason. So we'll see. But damn, did it look funny? I, 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 like they did him dirty. Like I, they did that man so dirty. Someone posted. So we're we're actually in a trade, or not in a trade. We're in a league together, and it's an IDP Superflex league, but it's Superflex, and this is the point that that matters to this conversation. And when he went in the draft the other day, someone in the draft said. I can't draft a five foot ten, hundred and eighty-five pound quarterback. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, my son's five foot nine and 160 pounds. I was like, I don't want a quarterback the size of my kid. I mean, all right. He's so getting... I just found out that Vinny would whoop my ass. Got it. Got it. I mean, got it. Vinny's getting big. I mean, he hopefully he gets bigger than, than Bryce Young. But I was like, wait a second. I've got a 15-year-old almost that size. And and if you watch it, speaking of kids. I don't mean to mean this like, you know, you know, derisively or, or negatively, but he almost looks like that make a wish kid 
who they let take some snaps at camp. And I don't, again, I don't want that to sound horrible because I think make a wish and, you know, what they do is tremendous, but that's what it looks like physically on the field is it looks like a kid playing quarterbacks. Like, this is my dream. I got to take one snap. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I've been here since Cam Newton. It looks bad. So I'm not still rooting take, for him. Still rooting oh, for him. But a hundred percent. I've got one. Do you have any Bryce Young on any of your 100%, 100%. monsters? Do you? Probably, probably, probably a couple. Not a ton. I've usually taken Stroud, but I've definitely. I'm probably like 70, 30 Stroud to Young in those situations. I need him to be super smart as a professional. Please, pretty please learn from Tua. Learn from Drew Brees. Learn from Kyler Murray. Learn from your fellow short kings. Stay in the pocket. Distribute. And you may say to yourself, self, but Memphis, I, I don't have what Drew Brees had. I don't have even what Kyler Murray has. I've got Terrace Marshall, someone named Johnny Mingo, and a couple of tight ends that no one really likes, like Hayden Hurst. Don't care, dude. Stay in the pocket. Throw it over their head. Throw it at their shoes. Do not get killed Just because, because that's what's going to happen. I, I, you know, he weighed in just over 200 pounds, but you talk to any of these scouts and pros, man, and they say in the course of the season, you're going to lose five, 10 pounds. He's going to be running around at a buck 80. Get the hell out of here, man. The hell out of here. But those were just a couple of like, we don't do a lot of news here unless it's like relevant to dynasty value. I just couldn't not bring up my man, Will Levis, and how good he looked and how scary small Bryce Young looked here. Yeah. I mean, you you ain't wrong. It, it's funny because, I mean, everybody makes fun of Bryce Young for his height, but not like they did with Kyler. And and Kyler just got brought up in the chat, which is why it popped into my head. But the difference was, was Kyler ran a 4-3-40. Bryce Young ain't running no damn 4-3-40. He needs to run and, like, hide behind, like, some of those giant offensive yeah. linemen. And, and just, I, I do have faith in Frank Reich. For whatever For sure. you think about Frank Reich, he's a smart football coach. He's a smart offensive mind. I see a lot of five-step and seven-step drops. Get the ball out quickly. Keep him safe. It, you know, it's why I like Miles Sanders this year too. But a hundred percent, I think Miles Sanders could catch that. Could catch checkdowns. Uh, I, I saw people arguing fifty, which is you know just over three a game. It's you know if he averages yeah. three a game, plays all seventeen games, there's fifty-one right there. Bada, bada bing, bada boom. But that's not a lot. So yeah, yep, yep. You don't see so brains on Brett. Jerry is counting to to ten, so he's using his fingers. If he has to go to twenty, he has to take his shoes off. We cannot show him count to twenty-one. But I'll tell you who's really good and really good at counting, and that's our man, the Podfather. He's going to talk about the FFPC. You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the the World Series of fantasy or the Super Bowl of fantasy football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, Best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. 
$25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. So, I, Jerry, so I, so they give us a, a list of commercials we can pick from, from the Podfather on the show. FFPC being one of those. Now, I'm going to admit, I've helped with a lot of FFPC leagues but I've not played in a lot of FFPC leagues. So what Jerry and I are going to do later in the offseason, once we get past May, we get past rookie season, we're going to do one from the ground up, and we're going to record it, and we're going to do it together on this show. So we're going to buy one. Maybe we'll do an orphan. Maybe we'll do a startup. But we're going to show you how simple and easy the FFPC is. Why? Because they've never had a league fold. When you play Dynasty, some of you are new. Maybe you've never played Dynasty. You want to feel safe. Hey, I'm building this thing. Hey, I want this thing to be successful. And then you don't want the league to collapse in two years after you've invested two years of league dues and two years of your life. So that's the benefit of the FFPC. I I, I love what they stand for. So you're going to see more from them as it relates to me and this knucklehead sitting across from me. But Jerry, I did the veteran version the other day. It was on the podcast channel. It was on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. But tonight, I've went through every single NFL roster per our lads as of last week, and I found some values for us to talk about. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, one, one like it was my very first draft of the season, industry league, a lot of names y'all would know. And I was surprised this first guy went undrafted because this league I'm referring to was Superflex, was tight end premium, and Dorian Thompson Green went undrafted he is currently listed as the backup to Deshaun Watson now Jerry I don't need to go into anything specific without telling you that Deshaun Watson's into some weird shit I mean he's he has done things to keep him off the dynasty rosters is what I'll say he's also been known to have some injuries he's had two ACL injuries in in his career so I mean Dorian Thompson Green and I went ahead and threw in names like Clayton Toon Clayton Toon is the third stringer listed behind Kyler Murray and Colt McCory in Arizona. But I, I've heard like a lot of smart people, including the podfather, who thinks Kyler Murray is going to start the, the season on the pup. And last I knew, Colt McCoy was hurt. This is the kind of guy, same with Dorian. And he's, and he's Colt McCoy, too. And I mean, he's Colt. He's not very good. I mean, if, if you know, if, how about this? You're the Arizona Cardinals. Do you want to be good or bad this year, Jerry? Oh, they're trying to be bad, man. Yes, exactly. They're trying to be bad. So you want to be bad. Could Colt McCoy, and has Colt McCoy helped you win a game or three in Kyler's absences over the last few years? He has. So why wouldn't you want to put out a rookie? Because there's yeah. more up. There's more upside to it. Correct. If, Clay, if Clayton Toon has a good six games, you're not getting rid of Kyler Murray. But if he looks good, plays good, Shows he's capable. I don't want to go, you know, quite Brock Purdy-esque, but if he has some flashes, and this is the same thing with Dorian Thompson Green, I'll even lump Max Dugan in there. He's listed as the backup behind behind Justin Herbert. That's where in the fourth or fifth round of your of your dynasty, this is that high upside play you take. Don't take the 17th wide receiver off of the board that because he's a good athlete or he's the best player available. I'm looking forward to where, Jerry, what did you get Brock Purdy for last year? Did you even uh, see him drafted in every league? No. And what would he be possible. worth today? I mean, I'll, first-ish? 
I think he would be definitely worth the first if he was 100% healthy. Yeah. Came out over the last couple of days that, you know, he I mean, the, like the unknown shrinks his, his value a little bit, but still. I mean, Dorian Thompson Green, same thing. And, and, and you know what? Cleveland, Arizona, and LA Chargers all have in common, Jerry? What is that? Is that they're good offenses. And, and I see Joe Herbert. I wonder if he's related to Justin. He's listed, you know, he he Thompson Green is a wide wide receiver. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you so much, Joe. He's right. I, I got the hyphenated Thompsons wrong. It's Dorian Thompson Robinson's the the, the quarterback. Randy's I, been shit in English for a long time. That's not that's I'm just gonna to I'm just gonna call him Dorian. Like like there you uh, go. so so Joe, thank you so much for jumping in there. Um see, people think we don't watch the chat. I I I watch Jerry responds to the they, chat. Well, I so, need it. They're my they're my little crutches. Every time I say some stupid shit, they usually pick me up. So thank so, you guys. So Love thank you. you so much, Joe, for for the for the save. But yeah, I mean it's hyphenated quarterback. So Jerry, where are you at with these guys? Are are you gonna take them or are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna draft like AT Perry or Andre Isavis? I mean, listen, Perry's got some decent draft capital, but no. Uh, I hear what I hear what you're saying. The problem with the the late round wide receivers like that is they've always been hyped up. They got hyped up all off season, so then when they fell to the fifth or sixth round, we're just stupid and stubborn, so we still take them. Um, but no, it, it, I I like Dorian. It, a he was pretty damn dynamic. I mean, granted he had the Chip Kelly offense to deal with, and most quarterbacks are pretty prolific in that in Pasadena, but. If, if you are one player away from dynasty relevance, you have value. And where he's getting drafted, it's like he doesn't. So, I'm, I mean, it's an easy move to make profit. It, he may never, ever, ever be a starting quarterback in the league for more than a couple of weeks, but it doesn't matter. Because if he even is for one week, you profit. I mean, for, for me, I, I asked myself in the fifth round, if this guy, so again, I'm, I'm looking at a draft that I did recently, if Justin Shorter reaches, you know, his best case scenario in 2023 and you're, Dorian Thompson Robinson reaches his best I feel like you're personally attacking me right now, but continue. I, I, I just like taking these guys because, especially on contenders, because these are the kind of guys that I'm trying to recoup because I'll trade my seconds and thirds and even first in season or during the rookie draft to get help now because I'm trying to contend. So I, I, I need to be able to turn these fifth round picks into future seconds and thirds. I mean, he, you're not wrong, uh, but I will say this about Justin Shorter. I mean, he's in the Buffalo offense. So if he can carve out himself a role, I can get that damn second for him, sir. All right, so those are the quarterbacks. So I, I, we had on the list Dorian Thompson Robinson. Thank you, Joe. Clayton Toon, and even Max Dugan. I would much rather use the 512 because why? Because if, if you don't get him in the rookie draft, you think, hey, I'll get him in waivers. Here's the thing. I would honestly rather burn the fifth-round rookie pick than burn over, the over the, money. The, yeah. than, than burn the waiver dollars. Uh, that's a good one. So I did not put him on the list, but Jerry, are you familiar with Chase Brown and his ascension into the second round of Superflex dynasty drafts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I loved him at Illinois and Western Michigan early in his career. But what do you got for me? Well, I, I didn't put him on here because, uh, as the proverbial saying goes, he has jumped the shark. 
he has jumped the shark as it relates to ADP. When he when I was yeah. getting when I was getting Chase Brown in the mid to late third of my rookie drafts, that was two big two big thumbs up. But the narrative of of you know he's the backup to Joe Mixon, which is true. But 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 it's it's it's, it's but I, I a I hear the coaching staff really talking up Travion Williams, which is coach speak. So don't get too crazy. I mean, with it, it could be, but also Travion was good coming out. But continue, sorry, sir. You are good, sir. But but would you consider the Bengals to be a Super Bowl favorite this year? They'd be in that Super Bowl mix. I mean, probably a, a notch or two behind the Lions, but yeah, they're good. Now, do you think if if something happened to Joe Mixon, both health wise and legally? Don't you think the Cincinnati Bengals will go out and you know find a couple of bucks and bring in a Zeke, bring in a Kareem Hunt, bring in a Leonard Fournette because you know Super Bowl Lenny, you you would do that. You wouldn't just automatically hand the keys to the car over to Chase Brown. Which not that I don't like Chase Brown, but that's why his ADP has jumped the shark. And and they've got it sixty five percent right. They're missing that third that the Bengals are going to be good. They're not going to put their fortunes in the hands of a rookie, even the Chiefs. Now, you could have a, a situation where a year from now, you could have like an Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon type situation. But, you know, for right now, I would rather have Eric Gray. Eric Gray is listed as the, the third stringer behind Saquon Barkley, who's her, currently quasi holding out, not happy with his his franchise tag situation, although I think he could uh, eat a pile of dung because I think that's a bit whack. And uh, Matt Breda. So so what do you think about Eric Gray? What do you think about the situation in uh, in New York? Same same sort of thing. I mean, the, the narrative on Saquon Barkley was not that he was dead coming into last season, but it's that was he ever going to play? You know, because, I mean, the injuries had piled up and he had become super frustrating to have. You know, same thing could be said about Christian McCaffrey the the man stays healthy for a little bit last year and it's like the narrative on his injuries completely died out but it, i mean it just the way a the position is highly conducive to injuries and just who they are in their history also suggests it so if i can get a body they can i mean he's you're not going to replace Saquon Barkley like you're you're just you're not even going to have the same role but it doesn't matter because dynasty players overpay for running backs Every single year, year in and year out. And if you can have somebody who's just going to be a body, I'm about it. I'm about it. And I didn't even love Eric Gray, but I've actually had, I've, I've had more, I've picked him more since he landed in the Giants, which is a bad situation because of the workhorse that's there than I ever would have imagined I was going to just watching him as a prospect. Just because if he can jump in, that's a role. And I'll take it. He's a size fella. 5'10", yeah. 210 pounds, not a great he's athlete. Fine. He's he's he's, he's certainly a suboptimal athlete, but you know what he has, and you know what Brian Dayball uses a lot in his offense? Pass-catching running backs. And in college, Eric Gray had a 23-catch season, and last year at Oklahoma, he had a 33-catch season. So, again, I, I don't want to you know create bad comps. I'm just saying where he's going in that fourth round of rookie drafts right now and super flex drafts, certainly a guy jerry i think we got to get a couple of shares of yeah i mean the whole theme of this show is not going to be taking these guys to rely on them for the long term it's going to be to profit from to flip them, them. It, 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 we, yes. we, could, we could call this episode flip this house remember that on yeah. uh 
I think it was A and E like or my, my wife loved that something. shit. Yeah, yeah. I think it was TLC. Good call. It's a good poll. My wife the learning loved that channel. Shit. How was, how is how is that channel called the uh, learning channel? I have, anyway, I have whatever, no idea. Whatever. It's always like America, man. What a wild place. We're 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 we're, we're flipping this house. This is what we're trying to do. This is now. I don't think we'll ever get another James Robinson to that degree where he's like a UDFA fifth rounder in our rookie picks, and he ends up going for multiple firsts a year later. But this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get a guy for a fourth or a fifth now so that a year from now, just before the NFL draft, I can trade that player off and get a first. If, if you're lucky, like Pacheco, you could get a first. Yeah. Because, you know, the, this is the Tyler Algier corollary. Exactly. Yeah, the, the problem is you don't want to be holding them too long, though, because then it's going to be Tyler Algier. And now you've got it just a, a wet, holy sock and it's not going to do you any good in any situation. So don't get caught holding the bag. The next running back, Jerry, Chris Rodriguez. Now he's behind two guys. One guy I really like, but, you know, I, I, I can't say Brian Robinson's injured because he got shot. Not really his fault. Hey, he got shot and missed less games than Keenan Allen last year. But that's a whole different wow. conversation. But the guy that I really like in this offense is Antonio Gibson. But as we all know, you're always one play away from being one play away. So not a great guy. I'm not even sure it's a great offense, but just again, it's a I'm, running I'm, back. I'm excited about it. I mean, they got Eric Bieniemy in there, which is why I like Gibson. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be taking stabs on Rodriguez. I just, I like, I like Gibby in this offense and Brian Robinson is a cheap, which is always critical <laughs> because they're just going to keep him and he's i don't love him for fantasy or for dynasty but he is at least capable a, a, as an nfl running back so they are likely to have a antonio gibson who is a good running back and a versatile running back and then they have a cheap capable one in brian robinson who's also young i i mean listen anything can happen i, I, I think i, 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 I think I, I think i think i would swing on somebody else though I, I want two seconds. I want to badger the witness, Your Honor. I want to badger this witness. So you're yep. a Lions fan, right? Uh-huh. Would you rather have Muhammad Ibrahim or would you rather have Chris Rodriguez? I mean, or I would rather. Better, same, I would, or different? I, I mean, the same-ish. I, I am I am equally as confident in either, but knowing the uh -huh. injury history of Ibrahim, I would rather have Rodriguez. All right. I, I, just, want to, I just want to make sure that you know, Antonio Gibson, he, you know, he's always had these little minor injuries, but these yeah. are just, these, these are just random guys. So Jerry, are you familiar with a uh, Cody Carpentier? Yeah. Yeah. You Could punch be. directly he, through my face. The direct, the, the, we met him in Ohio. Great guy, but don't, don't let his, his size fool you. He is a sweetheart. He is a teddy bear. He's strong and he could in fact smash Jerry into 1 million pieces, but an absolute sweetheart and the director of football here at that player profiler, but you know, Jerry, he likes to call guys dogs, yeah. guys, a dog, guys, a dog. You know, one of the guys that he really liked that he called a dog who Trey Palmer. And, and, and he is literally an injury to either Russell Gage or Chris Godwin away from meaningful playing time in Tampa Bay. And, and, you know, he's a plus speedster. He's got a four, three, three, 40. I don't want to call him Scotty Miller in that offense, but I think he's the kind of guy that he could be forced into action and 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 he may be usable. It's worth taking a shot on. 
Mikey Evans has got to be done soon, right? Like, I, I don't know when his contract is, but I think this is his last year. I don't know when his contract's up, but but if you're because uh, I because 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 they're not going to try to win, so I mean they're not going to bring him back. So he's a nice little stash piece. If if you're a contender, why why wouldn't you try to get Mike Evans at like the trade deadline? See, Maybe he lost a, yeah. a veteran. Oh, hundred percent. You know, I don't I, know. I mean, you have to give just, up. He feels more like a, a taxi stash for me. Less less of a, a quick flip, just because of the position and and you know, Baker Mayfield and the other competition in that offense because Rashad White can catch a shitload of passes. But he, he he's a st- he's a stash for when the old guys maybe are gone and he just moves up and maybe you gain, you know, he could be Gabriel Davis. Like, you know, Gabe Davis sort of gained a role, even though I don't love him exactly, but he's still viable because of that. All right, well, let's get back to the running backs. I actually got a pair. And one is, I'll make sure I get this name just correctly. It's Tyon Evans, uh, who's with the LA Rams. And then there is Zach Evans with the LA Rams. Now, these guys are the third and fourth stringer, respectively. But do you know who's listed as the second stringer? LA Rams. Now, now, do you know who the starter is? Let's just check. Cam. Cam Akers. Okay, very good, Jerry. Not everybody's as educated as you. First and last names, buddy. That's not true. The backup is Kyron Williams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meh. Is it safe to say that I'm, I'm, I'm going to acquiesce and I'm going to say that Cam Akers is the starter? Another year removed from the Achilles injury. Something to prove. I believe this is his contract year, if memory does serve. I believe this is his fourth year in the league. He had the rookie year, was getting all the hype his sophomore year where he tore the ACL. Or excuse me. Um, uh, uh, Achilles tended. Then he came back last year. Yeah, kind of disappointed. So this is the kinda. fourth. Year. This is the. I'm being nice, as nice as I can be, and, and and this is his fourth year. So he does have something to prove. But any one of these guys, except Kyron Williams, because I thought he was going to be a thing last year. Turned out he sucked. But and that's you know I, I love the Golden it Dome happens. helmet, but it does happen. One of these Evanses. Either Zach or Tyon is going to be the backup, and backups in the NFL get usage. So, which one of these Evanses do you want to do you want to see in the uh, the Rams' backfield getting some snaps this year? I mean, I'm probably going to take Zach Evans. I mean, coming from TCU, I mean, granted, he's not. I mean, Kendra Miller beat him out, and then he had to transfer, but. I have been a long time, I don't want to say hater because that's not nice, but I have been pessimistic about Cam Akers since he came out. And it does give me a slight amount of joy to see what I have seen so far. But the opportunity is going to be there. Just Nothing nothing I've seen from either Kyron Williams or Cam Akers suggests these guys are going to be heavily relied on. And given a good game, even that role can jump tremendously. So that's that's a situation I'll definitely jump at for sure. Well, congratulations, you're wrong, but only only halfway. Uh, I actually want Tyon. I, I actually oh. he's a big oh, man. No, you can't he, cop he, out he, like that. I know well, you wrote I, the damn sheet, but you got to pick one. Uh, 
at cost, give me Tyon Evans over okay. over Zach Evans. He's so a big li- man. That's a little bit of a cop out, but that's a good answer, Jerry. It's a chance to bust your balls. I'm going to take it every goddamn chance I get from now until you quit. And when you quit, I'm probably right behind you. But I like Tyon Evans' size. You know, he's a big guy, 5'10", 225. Not the most athletic guy, but for a guy that big, ran a 4-5-40. He is the 15th most athletic running back in this class per player profiler. And and I'm not going to be surprised if this guy gets, you know, some goal line work. It's going to come down to his pass pro because, as you know, being a Lions fan, Matthew Stafford is not afraid to take an ass whooping, although I think those ass whoopings are going to get fewer and further between and meaningless games this year, but I'm I'm going to lean on the fact that this is a big guy, and I think Zach Evans is kind of a puss, or this he doesn't give a shit, or both. How many times have you seen this guy just duck out of bounds when you could have got the extra yard or two? I mean, hear you. I mean, you sound like the Lions running back coach talking about DeAndre Swift, but well, I wasn't going to go there. I mean. I, I I want everybody to do well, but only so many guys are going to do well. And if I can get, I was just looking at some ADP on Tyon Evans. He's going undrafted in five sure. round yeah. in yeah, five no. round super flex dynasty drafts. He's going undrafted. I've seen him. I was looking through some of mine. He was going in that five oh nine range. Perfect, perfect. If if he has literally if he has a three game subset where like he's like an RB2 and he gets you like 12 points a game because he falls in the end zone and wasn't much of a pass catcher in college. I've got news for you. But if he has a good two or three games and you wasted a – not wasted, you, you invested a fifth-round pick in him, <laughs> and he, can, can you get a third? Could you get a I third mean, for him yeah. after a like 100%? Here's, here, here's the thing. When you're not in the rookie drafts, thirds are free. For the most part, like no, nobody is going to let a third get in the way of a good trade. So, yes, you absolutely could, especially in a throw in every time. You know what I'm going to do real quick as we get ready for our next handful of rookies we're going to talk about. I'm going to check the breakout finder. I'm going to see if I can get it pulled up. I got one minute to do it. I may or may not be able to do it. We're going to hear from the pod father talking about the breakout finder and how you can use it to cross reference what we're talking about from these guys and what their data and skill set will allow you to do. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools, a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also Breakout Finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall Breakout Finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players. And then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the app store, go to Google play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder. And then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. There, so I, I, I did real quick throw Tyon Evans in the, uh, in the breakout finder without spoiling it. Cause I want you to go spend $5, five, like I, I half a combo meal and go, go get the breakout finder, but it's not great, but you know what? 
I don't think he's in there because I didn't look, but like Arian Foster back in the day for the Texans would not have set in the breakout finder on fire. So I like him. Uh, by the way, I had the good chance to jump on with the FF Mad Scientist earlier. We were talking about the LA Chargers, and you know he's a great dynasty gamer, does a ton of research. He's in the chat right now. He says, give me some Tyon Evans. So I, I've got the Mad Scientist on my side, Jerry, but uh, I've got another guy for you. All right. about Tyler Scott? He is listed as the backup behind Darnell Mooney. Now, this is more of this is not the the quick flip guy. This is the guy you're going to put on the taxi squad for a year because Darnell Mooney is in a contract year. I don't know that the Bears extend him, you know, because they've already got so much money invested in DJ Moore because they they took him in a trade on his second contract. Totally worth it, by the way. They they literally gave up the 32 overall for for you know Claypool. Now they have to extend him. That's kind of so. Are you going to extend Claypool or Mooney? You're kind of pot committed to to Claypool Correct. because of what you gave up to get him. So Mooney walks and and you let a Tyler Scott sit behind him for a year. And I, I've seen him going around that three four turn, that early fourth round. What what are your thoughts on Tyler Scott behind Mooney? Uh, you know what? He is this year's Valus Jones, just a guy that I was sort of hoping would jump into that That's role not for ideal. the Bears. No, I mean, no, but it, I mean, it hasn't worked out to this point. No, but that doesn't mean you don't keep trying it, I guess. Uh, just because I don't love Chase Claypool. I don't, I mean, he's fine. Like, I, I'm I'm not going to be upset that the Bears have him, even it, just as an NFL fan, not as a Lions fan. Like, he's fine. It just, as a dynasty player, I have no desire to be like, oh, Chase Claypool is going to grow and his value is going to increase. No, I'm just, that's not going to happen, but I'll take a shot with somebody. And, and and if it does have to be Scott, then so be it. You know, it, it's worth it because if Justin Fields can grow as a passer, I don't think it's going to be Claypool. DJ Moore is going to get 1100 yards and four touchdowns because that's all DJ Moore ever does. He does just good enough for you to want him as your like a championship team has him as the wide receiver three and a bad team has him as their wide receiver one, but he's always a starter. So if somebody else can jump up and have a nice little juicy role, I, he's worth stashing. They, they, I'm I, I'm with you that he's not a flipper. He's, he's a taxi and you just forget it. And then eventually he'll have a couple of good games and you'll scroll to the bottom of your roster and you're like, Holy shit. The, the, I, this, I, let me, let me pull this man up here. The, this, this, this literally feels like like someone like sucker punched me, but I'm looking at Tyler Scott on playerprofiler.com. You know, when I'm looking at him and I had to flip over, A, he is a one-for-one replacement for Dar- Darnell Mooney. Both are around 5'10", 5'11", both are around 180, 85 pounds. Mooney's a touch faster, 4'38 guy. Scott's a 4'44 guy. So you're talking hundreds of a basis point, you know, I'm, I'm, it just – yeah, very small difference between the two, but it's Josh Downs. I mean, why draft? Yeah. We talked about this earlier in the show. For I see all the people who've jumped into the. You have to go back to the beginning of the show. Are good people bad tweets? Why would you take Josh Downs in the first round? Where this was not us. This was our good people bad tweets. But why would you take a first or a second round flyer, which is not good, when you could take this guy? Similar quarterback situation. I think Anthony Richardson has potential. I think Justin Fields has potential. Mm-hmm. Low-volume passing offense. If you're willing to take like a Josh Downs type guy, 
why not wait a round or two and take a, a Tyler Scott or or three? I mean, or or yeah. I, I don't think I, he'll go undrafted. Wrong. I'm just. I mean, he yeah, should go drafted. I, I'm with you. Well, I mean, yeah. Unless you do like you know, there's some leagues out there. To be fair, there are some like some three to round fair, leagues. Yeah. I, I think to be fair, to, to, but but for me, most of my leagues are four five round leagues. That's why I'm doing this. We're trying to find diamonds in the rough here. No, it, worth a stab for sure. And I, it, that was see, you're a true professional. Bringing it back to the good people, bad tweets. But anyway, give g- give me one more name at least. I, I got four more names for you, but that was a callback to earlier in the show. Our good people, bad tweets involved, and that was not us because we're good people. We've made bad tweets, but that's a segment earlier in the show. Um, I'm going to go with my man, Kayshawn Butte. I see. You, I knew you, man was going to get brought up at some point, but here's here's why I don't hate you for it. Devontae okay. Parker. Okay. Devontae you, Parker has just never been it. He is the... I, I was going to say he's the Will Fuller of that class, but they might have been in the same damn class for all I remember. And, uh, and, oh, and, if that, and if that's who's standing in your way, I mean, and Juju, I guess, but I mean, what's Juju? I mean, un, unless it's 2017 or 2018 or whatever the hell that year was with Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. He in in really fairness, I cheated. In fairness, I cheated because Kayshawn Butte, as it's gotten out that he's literally Devontae Parker on the depth chart, away and people are all like oh yeah maybe maybe we've went ditch to ditch we went from this time last year we thought going into 2023 that Kayshawn Butte was going to be a first round dynasty pick and then we got really sad because he didn't have a great combine didn't have a great season at LSU last year he fell so so he was kind of a cheat Jerry he was kind of a cheat I yeah. didn't think I could write a show sheet with Will Levis's name in there without at <laughs> least putting Kayshawn Butte's name in there but the real guy I want to talk about is Charlie, and I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, you noob. See, uh, I just called you a professional, and then this is what you do. Are you talking about Charlie, Charlie Jones? Jo- Charlie Jones, yeah. And I, I, I live in Indiana. He plied his trade in college literally 60 miles from, from where I'm sitting. He probably hung a beating on your Michigan State uh, Sparties at, at least just, once or twice. Just about everybody did, bastards. Puddle but in program. fairness, he's like 37 years old. But the thing of it is, is he's listed as the backup slot receiver behind Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is probably, much like Joe Mixon, spending his last season in Cincinnati. Not that Tyler Boyd's a bad wide receiver, but I think oh. Tyler Boyd makes in the neighborhood of like $15 million a year. And, yeah. if, and if you're paying Tyler Boyd $15 million a year, Jerry, can you keep him, T. Higgins, and, and, and Jamar Chase? No. So who's losing that loser leaves town match? That's going to be Tyler. That's going to be Mr. Boyd. And who was his backup again? <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Football as Harry Char- Snowman. Charlie. Not to say that they couldn't draft another wide receiver next year, but this just kind of feels like that classic slot wide receiver. Not going to get a ton of balls, but they brought in Herb Smith, and, and maybe he's going to play some of that, that role long-term, but – it wasn't a long-term deal. I, I really think Charlie Jones can steal some reps there, at Jerry, this year. I think he could be, you know, injuries happen. And, and are put, you going to be surprised? In your pocket, put him in your pocket and forget about him. That taxi squad, let that roster dwindle down. Let him move up just because of it, because of that attrition. Bingo. We're, we're just looking to get a little bit of value. 
Again, we're talking fourth, fifth round guys. Now, Charlie Jones is 107 years old. He's now age wise, he's this year's Velas Jones, Jerry. Yeah, that's fair. He, so if, if anyone we've talked about so far tonight has maximized their COVID eligibility, it, it would be Charlie Jones. Yeah. I mean, he might have taught, <laughs> oh, might have taught your master's classes. All right. I got, I got kind of one more because I've seen this guy falling quite a bit. In, in my rookie drafts, he is right there on that three, four turn. And that's tank Dell. And I, okay. I, I kind of don't get it, but I kind of do get it. I mean, he's a little fella, you know, a lot of these offenses that we've talked about are, are sexier offenses. You know, Chicago's going to have a sexy offense this year. The Rams, I think they'll be down, but it's been a sexy offense. We talked about the giants under day ball. It's been sexy. I think Cleveland is moving the way of – I actually had a really good call. I had two calls from the veteran version of, the, of this I did last week on our YouTube channel, the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. There's a couple of Cleveland backs that I, I really, really love. But, dude, Tank Dell, they use like a top like 95, like 90 pick. Like he was literally the like the 90th player off the board. He's listed behind Robert Woods on the depth chart, so I don't know how much use he gets, but – you can't be scared of of Robert Woods and then not be scared of Adam Thielen. These guys are dust. You know, a lot of these offenses are good. I don't know that this is going to be a good offense. I mean, the, the guy literally learned. I mean, some of his football resume was at PFF, so I have no idea what the hell they're going to do. But I could see them throwing old man Bobby Trees out the window and seeing what they got with Mechie, Dell, Hutchinson and Jerry's boy Nico Collins and that and that I think Tank Dell could have a nice little role in this offense they're going to be bad they're going to be passing the ball a lot what am I missing with Tank Dell why is he falling in rookie drafts you have been shitting on the wide receivers going late and I said I felt personally attacked about the Justin Shorter thing because the three guys I've been taking are Justin Shorter Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson so I'm I am so in on both of the Houston wide receivers because I just think one of them is going to emerge in the offense with Stroud because a Robert Woods is has bone dust in his kneecaps and at any point that man's going to be done for as far as relevancy and then John Mechie which I got I got a lot of John Mechie just sitting on my taxi and I'm very excited about it but in the event that that never comes to fruition there's not much else there. And I'm getting them for damn near free. And I like Hutch. You know, he's my Ames brother. And Tank Dell, he's, I mean, you want to talk about production at Houston? A, hometown guy, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Um, but it just, it just immensely, immensely productive for the Cougars. Staying in Houston. Put the city on your back, bro. All right, well, I got one last guy, one last guy that's going super late in drafts, and, and he was a guy getting some buzz. He is a suboptimal athlete, but he is literally that's been... That's what they say about me, too. But anyway, continue. He has literally been scaronic away from, from meaningful reps in 2023, and that is Puka Nakua. Not a great athlete, but he has something that a lot of guys in this class lack, size. Six foot two, 220. Good size dude, not fast, but you know, there was a stretch down the end of the season last year where Ben Skaronic, Jerry, how many targets did Ben Skaronic have last year? 
if you tell me some stupid number, what is it? 61. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that for sure. Cop 40 balls. You know, it's cool. It's the starters are Cooper Cup, Ben Skoranek, and Van Jefferson. Are we too low on Tyler Higby from a from a side conversation? No, I, no, because here's the thing: because every time you believe in Tyler Higby, he never does anything for you. But Coming because, from somebody who absolutely 100 percent brought the hype when he had his 500 yard games or whatever the hell it was back, whenever the hell that was. Don't do that to yourself. You know, it's 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 rough out there on these streets, but I think Puka Nakua again. Worth the Rams, shot. the the Rams have bad cap situation. Someone's got to catch the ball, and I love Cooper Cup, but but I, and I I think this would sound like blasphemy to say, but they traded Jalen Ramsey. If you're the Rams, I think that they have the third. I know they're in the bottom five. They have like the third or the fifth lowest win total in the NFL this year. And if you're the Rams and you traded Jalen Ramsey because you're in cap hell, Cooper Cup makes a lot of money. Yeah. Now, am I going to be shocked? Yes. Am I going to be surprised if 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 Cooper Cup were to be on the trade trading block by around the the midseason trade deadline? A hundred percent, no. I think the NFL is trending more like baseball, more like dynasty fantasy football. I think you're going to see more trades, and I think you're going to see more big names traded. So I, I I think that that a guy like Puka Nakua could see some some you know a little uptick. You know, I've a got, little, little way to see. I got, a, I got a few stabs. There gets to be a point in these drafts where I look at everybody that's available, and I would rather put lemon juice in my eyeballs than actually keep looking at it. So I'll just pick people, and I've done that a couple times and taken them. I'll take a shot, a little stabby that, poo. That was the whole point of this episode because I, I have learned that it gets real dicey out there in those dynasty rookie draft streets in around four or five. So. I, I thought I would go through and look at all the current depth charts and say, hey, where are we an eyelash away? Where are we, like literally an injury, a trade, where are we so close to having so much value for Dynasty Fantasy Football, Jer? Well, do you want to go on a little rant about your dude, Michael Wilson, too? Like, I know you've talked about him a lot, but he deserves to be mentioned here just because he fits into this role and he's your man's. So well, he, I mean, he I, I kind of already snuck in. I kind of already snuck in Kayshawn Butte, but yeah, Michael Wilson. Uh, I am one hundred percent taking the ownership of Michael Wilson and his ADP bump because he's moving up. He's moved up into that 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 late third, mid third range. And guys, I'm not saying it because I was right, but I was. And I'm not saying because I was right again, but I was again. Michael Wilson was a guy who went to the Senior Bowl, looked really really good got day two NFL draft capital, went in the third round. Like a couple of my personal best hits ever in the history of doing this, Cooper Cup and Terry McLaren, he's a guy that just feels like that guy. Now, unlike Terry and unlike Cooper, he has a little bit more injury baggage. But I'm telling you, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be gone. And I understand that he could be catching passes from Colt McCoy or Clayton Toon to start the year. But I'm telling you, you're you're gonna want to have plenty of Michael Wilson because he is different than all of the other guys. They don't have a, a they got Zach Ertz and I like Trey McBride, but I wouldn't call either of those guys a prominent tight end. 
they got a bunch of they got a bunch of short kings at the including your guy Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, and and Dorch and and Rondale Moore. But he's that big guy on the outside. I, I'm glad you brought him up so I didn't have to. I would feel bad because we're supposed to be talking fourth just, and fifth round values. But, I know, but but he but in so there are leagues which you are not in where he could potentially be going in that situation. So I just wanted to create create the scenario also i just wanted you to take a little victory lap i like confident randy confident randy he's a pain in the ass when you're playing in a league with him but it's it's good for the show you know I, i'm a gracious loser if i lose i'm a good sport you know i'll shake your hand i'll look you in the eye i'll tell you a good game i am an obnoxious I'm fucking i'm an obnoxious I, fucking winner. I, i'm an obnoxious I, winner I, too i, I promise I'll ign- i will ignore the absolute hell out of you if i lose Dude, I, I grew up in Indiana, Larry Bird, legend in Indiana. Like my favorite Larry Bird story ever is like he walked into the three-point contest and he was like looking around and they're like, hey, Larry, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just seeing who's playing for second. And he goes out and wins the damn thing. Didn't even take off his warm-up jacket. So I, I'm a bit of a trash talker. I, I'm that guy, but I'm that guy that's going to continue to bring you some bonus content. I don't know what Jerry's work schedule is. We'll be back together, if not Jerry and I, it'll be me and somebody. We'll be doing a bonus show, but that'll be on our YouTube channel. Again, just search Dynasty Warzone on YouTube. You'll find us, subscribe. You'll catch the bonus shows. You'll also catch our buddies as well as on the the podcast. You'll catch our buddies, Dallas, who does our rookie rundown. You'll catch our buddies, Jesse, Mike, and Chad, who do the Dynasty War games. We have some great other content creators that we'd love for you guys to get familiar with. But Jerry and I are going to be here. You're, you're you're stuck with us over at Player Profiler, Jerry. Yep, suckers. I mean, what do you want me to do? Are you disgusted? I am. So we're here. We're not going anywhere. We love you guys. Thank you so much for the support on YouTube. Just everywhere. You guys are tremendous. You guys are awesome. Jerry, do you have any words of wisdom as we get the hell out of here? No. Take your guys, man. Take the swings. Try and... Create value wherever you can. Even if it's short-term value, any little bit of profit can help your roster. So if you stuck around this long, I'm going to leave you with one piece of dynasty theory. When I'm a contender, when I think I like I won the league last year, this is my last year in a contending window, I've got a team just like this. This is where, like, in, in that sort of situation, I'm not afraid to trade my future first. So I was in a league, you know, I've, I've got Austin Eckler, I've got Cup, I've got Stephon Diggs, I've got Kittle, I've even got your boy Matthew Stafford. So, you know, good guys that could help me win this year, but all good things come to an end. And so, you know, I, I had I had the 111 this league because I traded for it. And I, I'm I, I so I, I draft Will Levis at the 111. I'm feeling oh, okay. really good about that. And then we get to the 204. And, and I'm like, man, you know, I, I love Roshan Johnson. I just do. I comped him to Arian Foster. I think the guy's a stud. Now, Jerry, if I won the team last year, I just mentioned a handful of the players that I have, Eckler, Stafford, Cup, Diggs, Kittle. Where would that type of team finish this coming year if everybody stays moderately healthy? Pretty good. So, like, one, I, I'm thinking 109 to 112, I should be in that final four window. Yep. So I'm going to trade what should be 2024's 109 through 112, and I got the 204 and the 303. I used the 204 to get Roshan Johnson because Kendra Miller was off the board, and that was the end of the tier for me. If I didn't get Kendra Miller, I had to get Roshan Johnson. And 
I traded that 303 later in the draft. I traded that 303 and got John Mechie for it. I love John okay. Mechie way more. Now, hopefully, if my analysis and my, my projections are correct, and I hit on one or both of those guys, I'm more than happy to give away next year's 109. Yeah. But let's circle back. Let's wrap this up with what we're doing here. This is where I can try to recoup some of that draft capital that I lost. If I hit on a Tyon Evans or I hit on a Zach Evans or I get lucky and I draft one of these young quarterbacks in the fourth or fifth round and an injury happens, that's where I can replace that with a second next year. I can trade it during the season, during the championship. I can trade potentially Eric Gray. It's not a hard scenario to see happen. Good pass catcher. Saquon Barkley gets hurt. Never thought that could happen, but Saquon Barkley gets hurt. Eric Gray's forced into action. Saquon's GM is in the dynasty, you know, final four. Your league doesn't have a trade deadline. Hey, dude, give me a future second and maybe a 25 third on top because you need this dude's points. How bad you want a championship? And that's some of that draft capital that I traded during this year's rookie draft that I can get back. That's why it's so, so important that we do this exercise of digging through depth charts to try to hit on some of these guys so that when we do, we can recoup the value. Don't hang on to them forever. Then you wind up with a, with a Tyler Algier. You wind up with a James Robinson. But if you do it right, you can walk away and build picks and assets down the future, Jerry. Yeah, and even in a different situation, say you're you're gunning for your championship and it's week 13. If you have flipped one of those players who you took in the fourth or the fifth round and you got an extra second because you profited it from it, you could flip that second. And and whatever running back you have, try and try and win yourself a championship too. Just any opportunity you can and absolutely second, put it at your disposal. Maybe next year you're sitting on that extra second because you hit on a tie on Evans this year. And you can take your first next year and that second you got from Tyon Evans, you can package those two and maybe go up two spots and really get someone you like better next year. There is so much value when you make these little moves and keep these guys on good offenses that are, you know, a, a small eyelash away from being really valuable really helps your dynasty rosters guys but i want to thank you guys for helping us i'm not going to brag numbers but i see how many y'all are watching live on youtube or twitter and i tell you it means the world to me and it means the world to jerry true i mean humbling, man of man. many words love y'all all right well listen we're going to get out of here thank you guys for watching us if you need us you can find us anywhere you can find him at jerry sin dwz you can find me at DWZ Memphis. You can find the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. Thanks to our player profiler partners. Check out the Dynasty Dominator app. Check out the FFPC. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice. 
personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak